Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and grace to him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and grace to him. He is our Savior and our friend. Thank him. If indeed you believe that nothing is impossible with him. This morning, let a prayer be lifted up from your heart. Anything you believe, whatsoever, ask. Anything you know he can do, just ask him. And he can do all things. Lift your voice and thank him. Receive grace to be blessed this morning through his word. Father, we thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Do you have your Bibles? Only three people responded. Alright. How to recognize the number one manifestation of the Holy Spirit? God has power. He can do things. He creates things. He does miracles, healings. There are spectacular things that he is able to do. When you read Genesis, the Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in the likeness of our image. Even before the making of man, And the Spirit of the Lord moved over the earth. For the earth was without form and void. And the Spirit of the Lord moved over the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Yeah. Everything that we see came out of a certain power. That is in God. So the question is, how do you recognize the number one manifestation of the Holy Spirit? Do you want to know? Sometimes when you go to school and you don't want to, you don't like a certain subject and they are teaching, you see that whatever the teacher is saying. It comes through here and goes here very fast. Or it will even go through here. You know, I don't know what you expect this morning, but somebody is expecting God for money. You receive it. Somebody is expecting some healing. You receive it. Somebody wants peace of mind. You receive it. Somebody wants to move from the house that he lives in right now because there are 
the people and the landlord, Charlie. Tabulets. Hey. So you see, you see ah, but those things, what has it got to this? What, what has it got to this manifestation of the Holy Spirit? Nah. Everything that God says provides answers for your problems. And this morning, the first manifestation of the Holy Spirit will be revealed to you. John chapter 14 and verse 26. God is a spirit. And the spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. He is called the comforter. When you hear the comforter, you hear somebody who comes to take care of a problem. Some of you, you are not happy. And your only prayer is some things should change. Some people cry, but you don't see that they cry. They have makeup, they have nice hair, they have dressed nice, they have bathed, brushed their teeth. When you look at them, you don't see that they are crying. But people have problems and issues. So the comforter, when he comes, a comforter is somebody who comforts you. When you have a problem and he comes around, he brings comfort. He brings a certain assurance. He brings a certain strength. But the comfort which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name and that name is the name of Jesus not any other name not any other name he shall teach you now do you think that when you have a problem and somebody has to help you out he has to come and teach you think about it you and your landlord, you are fighting. If they, you want money right now to leave the house, you don't care whether you have two months left. You just want money to leave the house anywhere at all. Then somebody comes and says, I'm coming to teach you. <laughs> what is he coming to say? We want money. Say you are come to teach me. Are you giving me money? It's like, if you don't give me money, don't waste my time. He shall teach you. And he shall teach you what? All things. You know, you know, you don't know everything. Yeah. You don't know everything. Sometimes you, you say you, you have a problem with your landlord. You don't know why there's a, that there's a problem. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I, Jesus, have said unto you. You know, Jesus came to solve our problems for us. In Luke chapter 4 verse 18. 
he stood in the synagogue and read the book of Isaiah and said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So he, he knows that you have problems that have to be solved. Money. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. So, this, you see, this is the total package of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And everything in your life, every problem can be summarized in these things that he talked about. And, and when all these things have been taken care of, you you have no burden. That's why the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. It has no sorrow. The presence of God in our lives. It takes away burdens and problems and doesn't leave pain and tears. Sorrows are painful tears. So, I'm still asking questions. Do you think that many of us are hungry Desiring to be taught by God. Many people who call themselves Christians don't want to hear what God has to say. They want to receive what God has. Because they know that he's, a, he's, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's a provider. He can give you a husband. He can give you a job. He can give you a house. He can give you what? Children. He can give you money. He can give you business. He can give you contacts. List. You, you have a list. Don't let it be as if I'm the only person who is, who is writing the list. You too have a list. Yeah. So sometimes, you see, you can just imagine somebody who is hungry and he comes to you. And, 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 you see, the only thing the person wants is food. At that moment, it's like, don't come and tell me that I have to go to work. I have to find a work to do. I need to find a job, you know. It's like, at that point, when you are saying such things, the person will not hear it. So, you, you are not appealing. You don't look real. Yeah. But you see what they don't know is that when, when you give them the food, they will be hungry again. And, and, and the reason why they need to understand that they have to hear something is because there is a reason why you are hungry. <laughs> yeah. Every situation in your life and every problem condition there is a reason why you find yourself at that particular point. But unfortunately, many people who have problems don't know that. You see, if you are hungry and they give you food, the problem has not been solved. (laughs) Yeah. You come back. 
fear God. See, if you have not you, you have not grown up as a Christian whose life and relationship with God is based on his word, you will limit yourself to the things that you have heard that he can do and the problems you think he should solve in your life. That, that, is, why, that is why many people go to some prophets they shouldn't go to. It's not that they are going for a preaching. They want the person to pray or see, review something, you know, see the problem, say something that they have to do, you know, and they, they will say the things for you. And then immediately you feel that that's it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a relationship with God, you have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Your relationship with God is not this church building. It's not the coming to this place to kneel down and, and, and beg God for something. Or dance because you are happy. Or to stand on the uh, stage and sing. It, that is not your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is with the Holy Spirit but the comforter which is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that has been left with us on earth. Because Jesus is not physically here. And when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you must, you must understand what he does in our lives as the most important thing. If you don't get that connection, every other thing won't work. Are you happy? I can see that you are thinking. Now, when you have the presence of the Holy Spirit, you have the presence of a teaching anointing. Have you heard this before? It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. So we, we know how to bind and loose. How to break, break. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Then we are. Chale. Ah, the chains are here. Inside. The effect of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is the teaching anointing. So if you are somebody who does not allow yourself to be taught, you don't have God in your life. You see, that is why people go to Marabu to solve problems. If you learn some things about God and understand some things about this life and about you, 
and the family you come from and what you have to do. You will never go to somebody in a corner somewhere to throw uh, uh, cowries on the floor or something to read and to tell you what will happen in your family and who is working against you and who you shouldn't relate with and where you shouldn't go. Yeah. You have made yourself useless. You don't want to apply anything. The brain, you don't want it to function. So you want somebody to tell you what will happen. What is going on? What is this? Instead of you to learn and understand how to overcome. That's the power of God. The power of God in the life of a Christian is the relationship with the Holy Spirit and your ability to be taught. Because the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. All things. You see, there are things you don't understand. You don't know why your life is the way it is. Sometimes the family that you come from, and you have to have a certain understanding to be able to solve problems. Bring all things to remembrance. Sometimes when you are taught something important, you can forget it. And there are some things you should never forget. Some of you sit in church, we preach you, by the time you walk out, you go and do the exact opposite. Satan does not steal your husband. He doesn't steal your money. He doesn't steal your house. What does he come to do with your house? Your car. He doesn't like it. He, he takes away the most valuable thing in life, the word of God. But you, you don't know that that is important. So you, you are not, you don't pay any price. Have you wondered why our parents didn't allow us to grow to 30 years before they sent us to school? Because you see, today, if I go to class one, I'll be first. I'm telling you, in class one. I'll be first. Yeah. Even the teacher, I can teach him. <laughs> class two, I'll be first. Subjects that I didn't understand in class one today, it will never be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Or you think it's not true. So why didn't they wait for me to grow before they sent me to school? Huh? Why? You think that God is waiting for you to grow before he begins to tell you some things. As little and as a babe as you are, he wants to teach you. As a newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If we had not learned the things we didn't understand in school, we would not be here with a certain mind. And then there is something that brings to remembrance the things that we have learned in school. The experiences and the exposures of our daily lives, they bring to remembrance the things that have been taught in school. If you walk out right now and say, we are going to buy, they give you $100, you say, go and buy uh, uh, bread, it's $25. Then you, you give the $100 to the woman. You don't know, you see, immediately how much change has to be given to you. Maybe the, the person that you, are, you have given the money to, some of them, they don't know the change. If they don't use the machine to check uh, change they have to give you. They will cheat you. Yeah, they need a machine. Yeah, calculator. Then 
Then you see that they have sent you with hundred dollars. You went to buy bread, twenty-five dollars. Then you have just come with five dollars. <laughs> Why? No, there are some people who are like that. Up to now, they don't know. They, 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 they don't, I mean, they don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> But when you are learning that thing, it's painful. It looks useless. It looks laborious. But it affects your everyday life. Yeah. Relevant. God is not waiting for you to be 30 years in the church before he begins to teach you. He's teaching you right from the onset, right from the day you are saved. He begins to teach you. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. It is so important that he has sent the Holy Spirit to come and do that first, before any other thing. And so what it means is that you and I should expose ourselves to be taught. See, it is a blessing that you have a parent who will take you to school, even if you don't understand what you are learning now. Sister, it is good for you. The discipline of being in school can keep you away from becoming pregnant when you shouldn't be pregnant. Yeah. It can keep you from falling into the hands of foolish boys when you, when you shouldn't be with them. Some of you who are in school, who have boyfriends and are into other things, it's because, you see, you don't understand what you are doing. And it's the same thing. There are many Christians who take God's relationship for granted. You won't come to church. You won't learn. They give you, you are in school, they give you homework. You won't even cooperate, number one, to go and do it. Yeah. The book that you need to do the homework, you will not, yeah. You wait, then maybe you go and copy somebody's answers. And even write his name as part of the uh, uh, answers. Many of us who call ourselves Christians, we don't love God. And the sign that we don't love God is that we don't have his word in our hearts. You don't allow yourself to be taught. What have you learned? And, 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 and when you have a problem, what will be brought to your remembrance? Whatsoever I have said. Four effects that we get from the manifestation of the teaching anointing. They are powerful effects. I'm going to list them and then I'll end. I'm I'm going to give you homework. Only serious students will do it. Teachers don't stop giving homework because some people don't do it. They will keep doing it. And the preacher was wise. So he continued to preach. Number one effect of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, of the teaching anointing, is that it gives rise to convictions. Convictions. Write it. 
Or you can't write. You can't type. What is a conviction? Give me dictionary explanation. A conviction is a strong belief. That you hold. And when you are convicted about something, it is, you see, when you are a young person and you understand that you have, there's a period where you have to go to school and shun boyfriends and roaming around and things, you see that your life is better, you are guarded. And you, can, you don't fall into the hands of all kinds of things because you have a conviction. But if you don't have a conviction, when you have homework and you are supposed to study, then your friend will call you, where are you? Let's go to Karaba. Then you get up. Yeah. Aimless roaming. You are like Satan. To and fro. Yeah. After school, you roam out. By the time you come home, you are tired. You bath, you sleep. You have forgotten the homework. You wake up in the morning. You wake up late. You have to get ready and go to school. You go to school. You realize that you didn't do your homework. Then you take somebody's book. Then you copy. You don't understand anything. The person has made mistakes. You have copied all the mistakes. (laughs) What is a conviction? What is the dictionary definition of a conviction? A what? A firmly held belief. You know, are you strong in the Lord? If the Holy Spirit is your teacher of the word, my brother, there are some things eh, you have no need for anybody to teach you. You see, there are people who have wrong convictions. And the wrong conviction is that they believe that when they come here and they put a bomb around them and they kill all of us, they will go to heaven and God will give them seven virgins. Yeah. Yeah. Fixed. Firm belief. Something that nobody can take away. What are your convictions? What do you, what do you believe? A conviction is like a guide and a pattern for your life. And you don't move away from there. It it, it gives you a certain focus and it makes you purposeful and fulfilled and it makes you a serious person. But some of you, all you need is somebody should call you. Let's go here. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, like the leaves of a tree. A little wind they are blowing. A little wind. But as for the, the, the stem and the roots, you can't just move them. Solid. There is a base that you must have for your life. You must be strong. Some of you, if you have convictions, if the Holy Spirit is your teacher and you have convictions, you will never follow some boys in your life. You see, 
When you have convictions of the Holy Spirit, when you see a fool, eh, you will see it. It is because you lack conviction. That's why you are following the company of fools. Boys who smoke, who drink, who get high, who, who, who are aimless. They are your role models. They are your friends. Wherever they are going, you follow them. Whatever foolish thing they are doing and they introduce you, you do it. Liars and thieves. And we need to be taught because you see, we are all vulnerable at a point in our lives. We are always faced with choices in life. And if you don't have the right conviction, you will make the wrong choice. You see some people, how they have done their hair, done their wearing earrings, this, done their, when they look at them, you see, you, you, if, you see, have you gone to any bank to see any employee like your friend? Go to government offices. Walk into government offices and see whether the people who are there, who have gone to school, who are working, they, they, they look like you, like, like your friend. You've done your hair like a hedgehog. Do you know a hedgehog? You should look for a, a, a picture of a hedgehog. Yeah. Porcupine. Yeah. yeah. You look strange. So you can't operate in certain areas. You, you cannot be taken seriously. Yeah. It's because you don't have any convictions about your life and who you want to be. Have you sat there to say to yourself, I want to become this? Have you seen somebody who is serious, a student? I want to be a doctor. Then he has, he has, he, he, he is behaving like the way you are behaving. Yeah. When you are aimless, your, your, your sense of style is also aimless. You catch anything that is in the air. So sometimes, you see, you are not taken seriously even by your outlook. You can be serious though, but your outlook alone writes you off. Yeah. That's a man. God has created us that way. We, man, we look on that. When we see you from the outside, that's who you are. Before we come to ask a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. We don't fall in love with your thinking. Yeah. Convictions are important. And when you allow God to teach you, what is it? Don't, don't decide, okay, you even hear from Just take the Bible yourself and read it. Take it. You, you will see how God loves you and the things that he will put in your spirit. A, a, a man wants us to be like this. When you have convictions of God, you, nobody would say, eh, 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 Christianity is a white man's religion. Idiot. You, you, you want to go to the white man's country. If today they tell you that they have brought a ship, they are taking people there, you will be the first person to go. No, stay away. You will go. 
is because the mind, it, it, it doesn't function well. A conviction gives you a grounded belief in your mind. And it is unshakable. Nobody can take it away. Is that why when you train as a doctor, no matter where you are, you are a doctor. When you train as a lawyer, it, it, it has built you up. You have become, it is, you are that forever. And what Christ wants us to become is something forever, not a temporary thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you are part-time Christians. Yeah. Yeah. John chapter 16 and verse 8. I'm going to end with this one. John 16 verse 8. John 16 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. And of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin. Because they believe not in me. On me. Go to 10 and 11. Of righteousness. Because I go to my father. And ye see me no more. Verse 11. Of judgment. Because the prince of this world. Is judged. You know, if you want to understand the purpose of God and the reason why God teaches us, it is because anybody who falls into sin and doesn't change suffers a certain death and a certain punishment that God doesn't want for his creation. And the only way out is to be righteous, to be right, to believe in God and to believe what he has said and to live by it. Because the world doesn't believe. That. You see, when you follow what everybody is doing, eh, you find yourself doing things that a, 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 a child of God should not do. It's just like when we are growing from our parents' home, we hear things that our parents don't want us to do. But when we meet our friends, we do the things that... Our parents don't want us to do, but our friends want. We make choices. Sometimes your parents will tell, don't go here. That is where you are already. Yeah. <laughs> you have reached there already. <laughs> yeah. You need to have a conviction, a strong belief in God, in judgment, in punishment. For wicked people, for sinful people, and be afraid to live anyhow. I'm not afraid. He loves us. That's why he corrects us. Because sin is taking us into damnation and into hell. It doesn't matter. There is nobody here who, who should feel that. That's for me. I don't go to her because I have not killed anybody. You, you don't understand some things. Yeah. 
Number two, manifestation of the teaching anointing. It gives rise to the truth. It gives rise to the truth. Look at John. Yeah, go to verse 12. Let's continue. Verse 12 and 13. You can put the two together. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Verse 13. How be it when he, spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. And the spirit of, the, of truth is with us now. The Holy Spirit, the comforter. He is the spirit of truth. And he is showing us things to come. Don't feel that you don't know what will happen. If you just live your life anyhow. In disobedience and in choices of wrong relationships. Don't feign ignorance. Don't pretend as if you don't know what you have to do. It is a choice you have made. Yeah. It is a choice. You have made a choice. As you are sitting here, your life is a choice. How you look is a choice. You chose to look the way you look. That's why many of us, the way, the way our, when we are born, the way we look nice today, you don't look like that. Yeah. When you look in the mirror, you should be unhappy with your face. The way you are looking. Mm. The things you have been doing. When you look in the mirror, you should, you should be angry with the things you have been doing. The way it has shaped you. You are in denial. As if you don't care. Meanwhile, quietly, when you are there, you realize that there is something wrong. I have to change some things. I have to walk away from some things. I have to do things differently. But you are struggling. And you will not come to the spirit of truth. Conviction releases power into your life. It opens your eye like that. I used to have bad friends, I'm telling you. And, 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 and I was raised up as a Christian. And I became friends with bad boys. I knew they were bad boys. And I became a bad boy. And every time I go home, when I'm going home, after everything, when I'm going home, I say, hey, this life, this thing is not correct. This life choices, this lifestyle is not right. And I'll go and sleep over it. And when I wake up in the morning, Charlie, guys, where you day? Yeah. Then one day I said to myself, if I follow these people, I will die. I had a certain fear come upon me that, no, I have to move away. And I ran to God. I found a church. I found friends in the church. Believers. I started to buy Bibles. I started to buy reading material books. 
I started to listen to gospel music. All the things that, that, that had held me, held me captive and bound. I moved away from it because it, it was choices that made me join such things. Nobody forced me. Sometimes there is an attraction to the world. It's so strong. It's like you, 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 you find it difficult to be different. Find it difficult. It's like you find it so odd. You don't, you don't, you don't like what you are going through, but you can't walk out of it. And you are struggling. You can't even, you don't even know how to pray out, out of that thing. Yeah. And you know God is speaking to you. Don't joke with that inner voice. Don't joke with the love of God. That ministers quietly to every one of us. That tells us what should, what should be done. What is right. And the struggle to obey and to follow the voice of truth. Yeah. Don't joke with that voice. It is a voice that will be with you as long as his love is with you. I'm telling you. And don't, don't silence it. Don't silence it. Some of you are following the world, following foolish things. You, you can't explain it. I don't know who you are pleasing. But in your own quiet moments, you realize that you are not happy. You don't have peace. If you sit down, you can see that in the next 10 years, eh, you, you can't imagine what your life will be like. There is no plan and order and pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you see, your, your inability to be angry and face the problem is called self-denial. It means you are living in lies. And the father of lies is Satan. And in him abode no truth because he lied from the beginning. He deceived the whole world. And you are walking in deception, in darkness. How come you are not happy, but you don't jump out of the club? How come you are not happy, but you don't walk out of those friends? Ah. Is it not a spirit? The spirit is something that is holding you. And yet, he has come with the spirit of truth. You see, sometimes eh, the voice of God, eh, it is so soft, so tender, that you have the courage and the nerve to, to, to brush it aside. Yeah. Because the one who is telling you the truth, he will not shout it. Sometimes their love for sin and pleasure is so loud. That it's like you can't do anything, but you find yourself in it. You are following after it passionately, but you see that you are withering away. Something is being taken out of your life, but you can't help it. And the one that is bringing life and light is soft. Change. Don't go to them. Don't go to them. Don't answer the call. Don't visit them today. Stay here. Go to church. And those voices are like, it is coming from some far place, be without a certain strength. So it's like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Hmm. So many of us, you are living in lies. Your whole life, there is no light. There's no truth. You have not, you have not risen up to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior and that you have made choices to live godly. Look at Titus chapter two. Verse 11. Verse 11. The grace of God that bringeth salvation 
It appeared unto all men. Twelve. Teaching us. That's the Holy Spirit. The one who saved us. He's teaching us. He's teaching us. Because the teaching is more powerful. It's more powerful than laying on of hands. It's more, he will not lift you from the home. He's teaching you how to walk out of the home. He will not lift you from those friends. He's teaching you how to walk out of those friends. Denying ungodliness and worldly lust. He's teaching you to deny that, that strong voice that is luring you into ungodliness. Some of you are ungodly. You have packs with the devil. You have things around you. You have blood packs. Yeah. Denying it. Deny it. Worldly lust. Some of you are, are you are, you, you gratify your body. Worldly, you like to get high, get drunk. You like sex. It's like you can't, your body is so important to you, but it is irrelevant. Deny it. We should live soberly. Stop the roaming. You are all over. You are all over without any profit to show, without any advantage to show, without any fruits to show. You roam and roam and roam and roam. Ah! Righteously. We should live soberly. Reflect. Sit down and think. Cool down the pace. You are all over. You are so active into places that you shouldn't be. Righteously and godly in this present world. This is our present world for us. I want to live right. I, I, I'm not saying I will change one day. You are silly. Why are you saying one day? You know it's wrong. You say one day I will change. One day we will overcome. That's stupidity. Why are you living in self-denial? Deny that voice. That tells you that you have time. You can change tomorrow. You can, you can stop tomorrow. Pastor, we will change. Oh, we will change. We know that it's not good. We will change. Give us time. I should give you time. Time is not for you. I didn't create it. Neither did you create it. It is against you. Yeah. 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 On joke. Because you see, there, you, you, sometimes when you miss your turn, you will never see any turn and you have to go to the end. Yeah. Because some of you, if you don't change truthfully, you, you will never get the opportunity to shave, uh, to change. You have become like the son of perdition. He was told that you, what you are doing is going to kill you and it would have been better if you were not born. But he couldn't turn back. He went all the way and killed himself. It's like, what did Jesus not tell Judas? What did he not warn him about? Yeah. What did he not say? But he didn't hear. Because some of you are here. You, you, we, we are saying it, but you won't hear. You won't change. You are not ready. And when you walk out, that's the last time. Whatever you hear will not change you. Whatever you do will take you to that end of, of evil and of shame. Be careful. Don't de- the Holy Spirit, eh? He, he, he's, he, God, you see, God wants us to have power. And that power comes with a certain knowledge. People who have knowledge have power. Yeah. 
you are here, you say you want, you want God to touch your life. But when he's teaching you, 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 you despise it. When he's talking, you despise it. When you live in your parents' home and you don't pay rent and you are disobedient, you come and sleep every day. They won't sack you. You, 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 you think that you, you are okay. It is not okay. It is, it is not okay. A day will come, you will see that all your disobedience has brought you to a certain end. It is an unexpected end. Don't take God for granted. You can't be in the church. Every time God is speaking to you, he speaks to you in the church. He speaks to you quietly. He tells you what to do. You have convictions in your heart, in your, in your stomach about what to do right, what to deny, the worldly lust, the ungodliness, the sins, and the pleasures of sin. You know that, Charlie, it is time to let go, but you are still fighting the voice. You are still fighting it. Careful. Stand to your feet, everybody. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your right hand to the Lord. Somebody should speak to the Lord. And make covenant today. That thing that you have been struggling with, that lifestyle, and the decision to live godly, you must you must activate it right now. How come you are not happy and you can't you can't make the choice? Who put you in that situation? Who put you in that uh, 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 corner? Who made those choices? Who 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 led you there? Let not anyone say when he's tempted of God that when he is tempted, he's tempted of God. But God doesn't tempt us, but our own lusts. Can't blame anybody but yourself for where you are. Lift up your hand, speak to him. Some of us are here. Jesus. We don't take the teachings from the word seriously. There is an anointing that brings grace through the teaching of the word. The scriptures have been given to us for our comfort. It has been given to us to give us peace and assurance of our salvation. Why are we not loving it? Why are we not living by it? Let it be your prayer. That the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, whom the Father has sent in the name of Jesus, teach, teach. He is teaching us all things, teach us Holy Spirit, and bringing to our remembrance whatever things have been said. accept Let your heart receive Him. I be a truth lover, Lord, lover of the truth. Thank you, Lord, lover of the word. Help us, lover of the truth. Lord, help us, lover of your word, Lord. Give us glory. Take away the shame. Take away the afflictions. Take away the pain, the tears, and the sorrows, the despair, the depression. Take away the double mindedness. Lord, replace it with your love and with your mercy. 
help us Jesus. to be stable to be steady to be steadfast always abounding in your truth Jesus. always abounding in your truth Yes. give us convictions Conviction. in your truth in your word let pillars be built in our heart Jesus. pillars of truth yes. of strength and of grace yes. that our lives will be pleasing to you and to no one else oh, yeah, that our lives will be acceptable to you and to no one else oh, wow. and that one day when it is all over we will come boldly before the throne of judgment giving account what things we have done in our body in boldness Jesus. and having no condemnation whatsoever show us your mercy Lord yes. we thank you thank you Jesus we bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Everyone standing, every eye still closed. If you are here right now and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want you to lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give myself to the Lord. I want to say, Pastor, I, I, I see, I, 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 I feel, I feel that I, I need a change in my life. I, I need to move on with the Lord and be serious with God and the things of God but the blessing that he has prepared for us you have no idea but Satan is holding you bound he's drawing you back you want me to pray with you lift up your right hand lift it up let the conviction come upon you and and, and take a decision that yes (laughs) Pastor I'm the one you are talking about you are speaking to me and I'm responding to this call Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you wherever you are. Wherever you are. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Yes. Don't be shy. The hand of God is able to to save, to heal and to deliver. And he will do it for you. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to move from where you are. Come and stand in front of me. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Come and stand in front of me. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Lift up your two hands, my brother. Wonderful. God bless you. You see, when I make an altar call and one person comes, I know that person is special. Yes. I don't take it for granted. It is always a Lift up your hand, my brother. It is your prayer. Jesus. So repeat it after me. And I want the congregation to join. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that you sent your son. That you sent your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, to come and love me. To come and love me and die for me. And die for me and shed his blood. And shed his blood to wash my sins. To wash my sins right now. Right now, I confess Jesus. I confess Jesus as my Lord. As my Lord and my personal Savior. And my personal Savior. And I receive forgiveness. And I receive forgiveness of all my sins. Of all my sins the blood through the blood that he shed for me that he shed for from today from today my sins are forgiven my sins are forgiven from today from today i am born again i am born again from today from today i belong to you lord I belong to you lord please write my name please write my name in the book of life in the book of life and help me and help me to be faithful to be faithful until the end until the end Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For saving me. For saving me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless you, my brother. What's your name? Wisdom. Solomon. Wow. Solomon means wisdom. <laughs> you are blessed, my brother. Go and sit down. After.
the service, we will chat with you. You see this pastor, come to him. He will chat with you before you. Please, the rest of us, we should, or we can't 